0: The following is a TPC Network podcast.
1: Yo, Steve. Yes, Nathan? Well, yo, yo, yo. Oh,
2: wait, why, why did I say that? I don't know. That's usually your line. Shit. Well, usually you, you say something. Oh, fuck, I really regret this opening. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You pretty much botched it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of regrets, do you have any regrets? Um. Yeah, I got six or seven. That, that's a lot. Yeah, well, you
1: know, it's getting pretty full up in my shed.
2: Well, I I think.
1: Your shed? We need to talk.
2: Welcome back. I am your host, Pepin, and here's my co-host, Stephen Meter. Hey guys,
1: how's it going? So glad to be here. Welcome to my podcast with my co-host, Nate Pepin. How's it going, Nate? Not this again. Uh-oh.
2: Tension. Drama. Hyperboles. Woo! And we also have the lovely and ever-so-cool B. So. That 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 was exciting.
3: I know. That's all I got.
2: Now today the topic is regret, and regret is a topic which is difficult to talk about. Granted, kind of yeah, you have to talk about something you you know you maybe messed up in the past. Maybe it's something that you could have done better, or maybe it's one of those things where you regret the most. You regret most what you haven't done instead of you know what you have done. Uh, I mean. Certainly, I regret that one time I uh, threw that 20 at a stripper I didn't want to lap dance from than, you know, throwing a one just just, just because I felt bad. Oh, that's a rookie mistake. That's that's a good story, by the way. I'll I'll tell that story eventually. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's more to regret than just that. Like what, Nathan? Like what? Well... I have a regret. Oh, please tell tell us, indulge us, learn us. So, back in high school, I learned about this thing called GPA at the end of like a uh, freshman year, and I was like, "What? They're, they're tracking that kind of stuff?" Oh no! So the next year, I I spent a lot of time, like just uh, going crazy with schoolwork. I mean, not, not overly crazy, but, you know, I really tried. I put a lot of effort into all my work. And it's like I kind of went above and beyond. And I was trying to get A's in all my classes to offset the 3.6 I had to like a 3.8 or a 3.9. And my goal was like maybe like a 3.95 the end the high school. And then uh, it just, just wasn't happening because... Uh, there's a few teachers that were not appreciative. They didn't judge quality accurately.
1: Uh, oh, you must not be talking about the freshman history
2: teacher., uh, sophomore, sophomore freshman.
1: Oh, it was sophomore history teacher.
2: Yeah, yeah, what that we shared. Oh, Miss Bradford, was that his name? Mr. Gould.
1: Oh, Mr. Gould. Wait, wait, but Bradford, didn't you do go above and beyond for him and like he still scorned you?
2: Oh, oh, yeah, That that's a, that's a good point as well.
1: And that time that I I wrote something and I put a smiley face in the middle of a report, and he was like, that's not funny. Don't put jokes.
2: That, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You had a joke about, like, uh, like mice, like, renting on a ship or something. Like, there's so many mice, but, uh you know, it, it, was, it was a good smart business move because they got rent for free. Mm-hmm. I would go above and beyond, like, spend hours and hours on, like, uh, these papers and these projects and stuff, and it's, it's like, it never seemed to pan out. And one example in particular, which Steve is actually involved in, is we had this project called Animal Farm, and the project was around a book called Animal Farm by George, George R. R. Martin. George, George R. R. Martin? George R. R. Martin. The third. The, the third. And it's a book about animals that talk, and then sometimes they talk to each other. And it's kind of strange. But uh, me and Steve, we're in the same class, but we decided to do like project. We decided to work on it together. Remember that, Steve?
1: I very much do remember
2: that, Nathan. And what we were doing was like... It's, it's like I, I was into Flash animation, so Flash is like one of those old things used to make animation in used to flash all the time like people flash
1: in the school flash at home flash your mom
2: well when when i flashed my mom like she told us to go to bed yeah well you know yeah and this is actually working on the project too like i spent way fucking too much time on this project maybe like a 70 80 hours probably more than that and i spent like five yeah, Steve was my co co project author, and yeah, he spent about five minutes. <laughs> hey, I counting travel time to your house. And, well, Steve, Steve, me out with it. He was he was more like a like a producer, like that. Would... <laughs> I I gave the money. It cost us nothing.
1: That was my contribution. I did some voice acting. He showed up just to make sure things were coming along. <laughs> I made some jokes once in a while that made
2: the production way more fun. And so I, I get this project already and finished, and it, it took a long time. And uh, I had everything prepared. I had two other teammates. Steve wasn't my teammate. He was on this – like, we shared the same project, but he was a different team altogether. And my teammates had one goal, one thing, and it just writing this little sheet of character descriptions – and th- th- that was a- that was one thing. I did everything else. I did everything, which which is fine. I don't care. I, I did everything. I want you don't sound bitter. <laughs> I wanted to ensure I got the grade I wanted because of this. I mean, this is what I did in other classes too. Like sometimes I'd be paired off with like dumber kids, and I want to like put it that way, but kids that would probably get C minuses on their own, maybe maybe D's. And so I'd pair, I'd get paired off with them. You know, I, I like them just fine. we uh, were we'll my friends. But uh, I'd just do the whole project and get an A-plus on it. And they'd get an A-plus too. They didn't mind it, for, for, for the most part. But, so for hours and hours and hours of work into this, and then the day it comes to present it, uh, I brought these speakers in, and, you know, we had the projector. Speakers are busted. I don't, I don't know why, but they didn't work. Then having it worked anywhere else, so all the audio, no one could hear what was going on. So I have to play it, and then uh, when I'm playing it, I have to just kind of describe what's going on. It has people like hear this little like tin speaker? And that's like, a good tin impression. It, it's a very good tin impression. And then there's kind of like, uh, like, what's going on? Why is that pig on fire? <laughs> what, what, what? 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 Like. They're very confused, and then uh, people like like at at the end of it, they were like, "Okay, that was that was interesting." And then Mr. Gould, the teacher, was like, "Okay, where's their character sheet?" And it's like, "Oh, well, Allison has it." A- Allison, you don't have it. You didn't get it finished. What? So long story short, I got a I think it's a C minus. On it, like just just barely passing, and then uh, so, so I go home. I I realize this project's not gonna work for Steve because it doesn't have the character thing. It's been about like uh, 20 minutes. I put a character thing in there. Steve presents it. He has working speakers. What grade did he get? A plus. <laughs> oh
3: no, <laughs> Kevin. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Twenty more minutes and and uh, a little and uh, basically you just took like the 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 keys what what are they what were they called the uh, the key character tropes or like no like the what's that what's that called in Flash when you make a one little thing and then you can animate it oh keyframes sure you took you took one little one little key so like the of the pig and you put the picture of the pig and then you'd say Napoleon and then put the put the words next to it of. Napoleon represents this, and this is what he did. Yeah, and you could click the picture of who they were, and then it would just pull up another thing real quick, and then you could click back to go back to the main thing. So it was like, as far as compared to the rest of the project, super super simple thing to do.
2: It, like literally, my my teammates could this, like wrote this on a piece of paper and just spread it.
1: But instead, <laughs> instead they didn't, and it's, and you
2: you got like a C, and
1: I got an A plus because of those 20 extra minutes worth of work
2: yeah also the teacher didn't like me very much and there's many other projects that I did that I spent a lot of work on like way too much time and he just didn't get me very well because he didn't like me and uh also I talked to him and then you went in to talk with him as well and you, you explained to him how much time I spent and he pretty much just told me oh tough uh didn't get it done like like welcome to life and it's like uh, okay <laughs> oh, okay. So th- during my – we had a thing called a sophomore reflection or something like that.
1: Something like that. It was just like a, a final project at the end of the year. It,
2: it, yeah. All you, all you really did was uh, you wrote like a this letter or this uh, this paper about what you learned and so on and so forth. And uh, the teacher I had who was my – she was like a, the review teacher or something. She's the person that helps you out with it. Uh, so we had the meeting with her, and uh, I'm presenting it, and – she was like very, very disheartened because she liked me a lot. Like she thought I was like a really good student. And then the whole paper was pretty much explaining what happened, not just this project, but other projects <laughs> and saying what I learned is don't go over my on, D- don't put extra work in, <laughs> teachers won't appreciate it, put the bare minimum, say what they want to hear, don't say what you want to say. And this is what I learned from sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So my biggest regret is overachieving in, in school, particularly teachers don't care they're not going to reward you. They're just going to punish you. If you spend, you know, uh, 80 hours on a project, they're, they're just going to give you a C minus and give another person an A plus for it. Uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how I got by with doing the bare minimum and getting A pluses all the time. Well, I think it's because he liked you, to be honest. Well, that would have to be
2: the same for every teacher in the entire school because that's what I always did in every class. You know, I think maybe you're more tactful. I was trying to be like, individ- I don't say individual, as being dumb. I was being, <laughs> that, that's what I was. It's like, I learned something again in college, too, because I was in honors class. And in honors class in college, you pretty much read books and write little dumb essays about it. And every essay, I got like a B plus or A minus, sometimes like a B, B minus, minus. And I was getting really pissed off because, like, I was putting a lot of thought and effort into these essays. And sure sure enough, I wasn't, like, spending a whole lot of time actually doing them, but I I was putting a lot of effort into them. And there's this one essay, it's about the Acropolis, which is some ancient Greek ruins or statues, I don't know, it's about a war. And I didn't really pay attention, I didn't know what it was about, really. And then uh, I spent, like, five minutes of Googling and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, Wait, the teacher was talking about this. What did you say? And I wrote like a 15 minute essay, just parroting what you said, just kind of not even understanding what I was writing. A plus on that paper.
1: <laughs> so it wasn't, what did you draw from it? They wanted to know, were you listening to when they
2: were talking? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I can understand it from their point of view because their point of view is uh, they're trying to like teach me stuff and their metric or the measurement for teaching me stuff is whether I Demonstrate that they taught me something by saying something that they t- taught me, right? It's it, it's a bad metric if you, if you, if you know what I'm trying to say, because C- the measurement for success is do you share the same opinion they have or are you saying stuff that's similar to them? Whereas if you just like start spouting off stuff they don't really know about, they're like, did I teach them anything? I don't think so. Like it's very ambiguous. Hmm. They just have to judge it based off these ambigu- ambiguities. And I mean the the whole point
1: of the honors class, I thought, was to be able to to think, you know, critically and take these harder concepts and pull something out of it. And there's other ways to measure that besides just did you understand what the teacher wants you to pull from it? Maybe you maybe you pulled something the teacher hadn't even thought about, or maybe you pull you got something different. And I feel like that's more what the honors class should have been going for um, versus did you. Get the exact same thing that the teacher wanted you to get yeah
2: yeah I'm gonna rant a little bit here this is just a rant about <laughs> teachers it seems now what, which we get to your regrets in just a second but I have this hypothesis about teachers and, and teaching in general where your teacher needs to be a little bit beyond your level they need to be a bit smarter than you or they need to think you're smarter than they are because most teachers don't take their students seriously because like the average high school teacher, they're gonna, if they come across like a brilliant student uh, who is like invent innovative, doing stuff new, and it's just kind of unique, you know, that, that person might have a start somewhere, but that teacher is probably not able to actually recognize that. Rather, they're just gonna grade it like some other paper and say, oh, this sentence structure is kind of strange, this is like that. Like, they're not gonna actually like look at it. They're just grading papers like one by one by one. They're trying to get through it. It's a, a slog. So the experience, well, the one experience I had with a really good teacher at uh, my high school was the AP language teacher. And I spent a lot of time kind of working with her on my projects and stuff. And she was the one teacher I've ever had who would actually give me criticism about what I was saying. She, like, took the time to understand what I was actually saying and trying to do my pieces. And that, like, she was taking me seriously instead of just kind of, like, going through it and kind of ignoring all the little details and stuff I was trying to do. I'm not saying I was doing it very well, but she was uh, actually analyzing and kind of like, what is he trying to say? What, what is he doing in here? And I think that's the big difference, whereas uh, it, it's hard for like an high school or even a college you know, writing professor or honors teacher to really look at this and say, who's this person as an individual? What are they writing? What, what are they trying to do? Is this just sloppy writing or is this something unique? It's hard to re- recognize when something's actually good, if you're, if you're if you're not already thinking it's good. Now, if you're told, oh, this person's a genius coming from a, uh, a I don't know, like some kind of uh, special program, and th- their their son might be a little weird, but you know, if you look into it, there's more and more in there. They might see like genius in there. It might be a
1: kind of projection, kind of effect. I feel like that's the case for like, uh, I feel like that was that was the honors course in general is that if you uh, or at least my experience was if i just made stuff up and pretended that there was more in the story than there really was especially in a lot of english courses um in high school and right into to college they would think like oh man you're really thinking critically you're really trying to think outside the box and really i was just like making shit up yeah, yeah. um i think I, I did one i did one paper where there was this short story. It was like five pages. And just on principle, I refused to read it. And you had the project was to like write 10 points about it. So I, I asked somebody in the class, I'm like, so what's the paper about? And they gave me like the most vague like thing possible. They were like, it's about a guy with a horse and he doesn't ride it, the horse. I'm like, okay, so what happens at the very end? Oh, the horse dies. Got it. Wrote down 10 points and I got an A plus on it. I didn't read it, had no idea what it was about. All I knew was that there was a horse the guy didn't ride that died at the end. And it, it was less about whether I actually understood it, whether I actually pulled something from it, and more about whether I could... Like, I, I just knew the formula that they were looking for, and that, that was what got me by in high in high school, was just knowing the formula that they were looking for and giving them exactly what they wanted. And it sounds like you weren't doing exactly what they wanted. You were doing... What show what to you showed that you actually understood the concepts yeah. and they didn't want you to understand the concepts they wanted you to understand what they understood or what they were trying to teach you
2: yeah or at least maybe a different viewpoint i you know uh, a lot of books i would misinterpret maybe but then again i don't know if i really did like uh me and you talked about a book called slaughterhouse five and you were reading it and you didn't quite understand it very well but that was a book like I don't know why I understood it very well, like first time reading it, and it—I it, don't know—that that whole book is supposed to be like a very high level read, apparently. But uh, I'm not gonna say I understood all of it, but most of it, I'm like, yeah, that's, this all kind of makes sense. Uh, there's another book which I'm really disappointed about with uh, that we covered called Catcher in the Rye*. Very popular book, uh, very notorious for supposedly causing murders and stuff. But the whole – in school, the whole thing about it was – that that we were taught is that the book was about growing up and going from uh, childhood to adulthood and the transition that is there. And to me, it didn't really sit right with me because reading the book, like, it didn't really feel like that at all to me. Like, there's so many, like, little things and stuff. And I, I put all this evidence in there about – uh backing my point maybe not very well i was in high school so i probably wasn't that great at it but i was trying to make the argument that there's like something more going on like something kind of strange and kind of how society's treating him and stuff like that and all the feedback i got from the teacher was saying oh no it's not that and then he'd go out with ways to explain that he just needs to grow up and then years and years and years later i actually uh i don't know i stumbled across it it was just uh person doing an analysis to catch her in their eye. And pretty much he set it out just like not 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 what I thought necessarily, but set out what it was the story was actually about. And it's essentially the essential story is Holden is sexually abused as a child by, you know, the the teacher who kinda comes over at one point in the book. It, for people who don't know who know the book, this is probably a little confusing. But then he's repressed all this kind of sexual feeling, or the, these, uh, that sexual abuse, and the whole story is him trying to deal with that, and trying to protect children, be the catcher in her eye, because he was, you know, affected as a child, and this is probably trying to stop childhood and kids from seeing the word fuck, and so on and so forth. And the argument is quite compelling, I'm like, okay, so this is actually a story kind of talking about sexual uh, abuse, particularly with boys in the 60s, and it's not explicit. Whereas the teacher was like, and this is this main narrative in high school is, uh, it's about growing up and just, you know, moving on. Mm. So to to me, that's like one of those instances where a unique perspective could actually help the class, but it was ignored.
1: I don't have a unique perspective that could bring something to this discussion.
2: Nailed it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't regret anything though? Like,
1: what about that pig you chased? I feel like you often have a unique perspective that gets, that a lot of people don't understand. And a lot of people, when they don't understand something, they just write it off completely and then aren't able to give you any feedback because they don't understand it. Um, But maybe it was less that he didn't understand it and more that he didn't, he thought that you didn't understand him. So it was kind of like a, a dual nature there where you didn't see his side and he didn't see your side type of thing. Um, Those miscommunications happen all the time. But the unfortunate part is that he was the teacher. He's the adult. He's the teacher. It's his job to try and understand what you're saying. And it sounded less like he was trying to understand what you were saying and more trying to make sure you understood what he was saying. And that's not a very good teacher in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Like I was trying to, upon earlier and the metric for him for whether he's teaching me and his job is to teach the class and to teach you know this is kind of how the book goes you know like they have a general idea of what they're they're gonna try to get across and this is more an example of like you know what this book's about and there's a whole teaching plan behind that and it's presenting it so if I am not agreeing with that or I'm not seeing what he's saying or what their consensus is seeing on this or at least you know the teaching curriculum then I'm not being properly taught, like I'm being led astray or like he's not giving me the tools to actually see what's going on with the book. So his measurement isn't necessarily what I'm thinking, but it's the divergence from what they're thinking, mm. which is the problem or a problem.
1: Yeah. I feel like the, I mean, we all know our, our, our school structures is, is poor. Our educational structure is just really, really bad right now anyway. Um, and it needs to be reformatted and it needs to be reworked um, so that we're not I feel like the point of school shouldn't be to teach you how teach you specific things, but rather to teach you how to learn, uh, especially in nowadays when information is everywhere. It's like you don't need to go to school to get information. You need to get go to school to learn how to use that information, to learn how to take that information in and then utilize it and and understand concepts, things like that. And I feel like that's that's something that's hugely missing right now, um, in in the society, but it sounds like that's something that you're really good at and something that you wish you had understood sooner, is that that's not what they were looking for, is is what you're good at. Being able to understand and come up with your own your own ideas and try and articulate them. You wish you had known to just do what they want.
2: Yeah, considering
1: yeah. they were dictating your future.
2: Yeah, and you can't really blame the teachers necessarily, especially since they control my future, my grades, all this kind of... Now, conversely, in all the objective curriculum or all, all the objective classes, like all the sciences and maths and stuff like that... Did I say maths? Why am I, why am I British? But all the maths, uh, I did really great in, good in those courses. Uh, usually like A's, A pluses. Uh... Language classes I would do pretty good in. Uh, I Didn't quite get an A plus, which I should have. I was one point off. She wouldn't give it to me. But I, I did pretty well in like any objective class, and I think that's because there's not that subjective measure to hold me to. Uh, in any kind of science like setting, say uh, you have to, do, you'd have to write lab reports. I'd write them 15 minutes before class, get an A plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a friend, uh, Amber. She'd write, she'd spend hours and hours on them, really trying, and she'd get like C's. And I felt really bad for her, because it's like, it's really that hard? But it's it's one of those things where it's easy for some people, hard for other people. Hmm. And I think it's the same with, uh, actually your, your stepsister, um, she was like one of those hard workers where she actually worked out, because she worked really hard, and maybe it's because, like, the, the teachers knew she was working really hard. Maybe that's part of it. But I, I didn't think she was, like, that bright. She said a lot of dumb things in my uh, my AP language class. But she also said some really smart things. And she worked really hard, and she got stuff done. And her work showed. Like, she never, like, passed in something that was, like, shit. It was always good.
1: Mm. I mean, we all think dumb stuff. Um, and I'm sure if I vocalized all the questions I had, I would say a lot of really dumb stuff too mm. she just isn't afraid to say the the dumb stuff too and and to get the to ask those questions um which is you know that's a double-edged sword of course like everything
2: maybe it's looking like an advantage as well i mean in certain if you have like the right people around you you can weed out all the bad ideas like get other people to say oh that's stupid like oh yeah it is
1: <laughs> but um yeah i mean i, I was the opposite for me because like I didn't put in any effort, and I got the same grades as Emily, and she, uh, my sister, and she put in, like, really hard effort. Like, she, she would do homework for, like, three hours every night, and I'd spend, like, I'd do it at school in between classes, so I didn't have to do any work when I got home, and we got the same grades. She graduated, like, eight places above me in, at the end of the year, at the end of school. She graduated second and I graduated 10th or 9th or 10th. So like it's like it wasn't a huge a huge difference in our grades, but effort-wise it was such a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. But she was more prepared for college than I was, where you actually do have to put in effort.
2: Yeah, well, the issue with college though is uh, the teachers the teachers actually know what they're talking about in a, in a large part. Like uh it, it was really this this eye-opening moment for me where it's like usually if a really smart student calls the teacher on something the teacher kind of like backs off or they kind of get all vague and stuff like oh well and I, I don't know or and stuff but this was a uh, computer engineering class and the teacher is talking about something and uh, one of the students raises his hand like an objection's like well blah blah blah, blah like like he kind of knew better than the teacher and the teacher just like within, like, two two sentences just explained why this kid was stupid mm. and got him to shut up, like, for, forever, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the teacher wasn't being a jerk, but the teacher, like, just identified, like, boom, like, right away why t- the kid was wrong, mm. why he was, shouldn't be talking. Mm. And uh, not not why he shouldn't be talking, but the, why he shouldn't act like he knows more than the teacher. Mm. And he knew what he was talking about, and that's, that's one of the big differences.
1: Mm. I mean, most, most college teachers are, like, masters in their craft that's why they're getting paid to be college teachers versus um learning how to teach is more what's the focus when you're teaching younger younger kids high school and younger it's just knowing how to to teach versus knowing your craft and then teaching comes naturally i feel like that's more the the college way
3: well and the um the the standards the teachers are held to are way different too college and universities, usually colleges have university teachers come to them um, and teach. And in high school and lower, these are teachers who are um, set to certain standards and measures that they have to meet and requirements that they have to get across to to the students. And it's all It's literally pushing numbers. That's their job is to push a bunch of numbers and get their school's uh, education or what is measured as education, like those standardized tests and stuff. It's all a numbers game. So they're not really – they don't have the time to really teach anything because – they're so focused on these standardized tests and getting their numbers up so the schools can get their funding that there is that they need in order to teach. Whereas colleges and universities, you pay to go. So if you don't do well, that's on you. They don't care.
2: Yeah, I, I do think there are, per, not to say perverse, but uh, weird incentives. I mean, because in a public school, you are forced to be there if you are under the age of 16 and even if you're above the age of 16 your parents are probably forcing you to be there I mean some people move out at 16 some people do that kind of shit but most parents aren't going to allow you to just drop out and so you don't want to be there number one number two you're not paying for shit I mean as far as you're concerned you're paying your dues by showing up you know they should be paying you to come because you don't you don't want to fucking be there. So that compared to to college, and you uni- know college university, oh, I do the same thing, but compared to college, college is something you voluntarily go to. I mean, some parents might force you to go, but on the whole, you're not you don't have to go. You can choose what you want to study for the most part. I mean, there might be some classes you have to take which you don't want to, but and also, you're you paying for it. You're on the on the line for it. I mean, maybe you have your parents pitching pitching in and stuff, but there's a real physical cost to it that you understand, and you know you're probably expected to pay some of that burden, if not all. So the incentives are way different. So the atmosphere you have is also different. Also, the uh, the selection effect. At college, you usually get people who actually want to learn a little bit. Like they're they didn't hate school enough to not be like oh, fuck that shit ever again. They're like, okay. I, I, I could you know, maybe, maybe do another four years of this, get a better job. Like, that, they have that much self-planning. You know, they can plan four years ahead, maybe. You know, these issues drop out, so on and so forth. But the kids that go to high school and just public school in general, you know, they didn't, they didn't plan through that. This kind of happened. It's, just, it's like one day, they're like, all right, honey, you're going to school. And I'm like, it's like, well, oh, okay, okay, what's that? You learn, you learn stuff with teachers. Oh, Okay. Mm. Um, like like it's not really choice. this is something you get kind of roped into Mm. and you're too young to really like analyze it or really even like not even question it but be like oh yeah you just kind of do it
1: plus it's It's a societal norm so it's an expectation Um, so it's not really something that you would even question that's just what how things are done like people driving cars to work you don't question Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take a car to work. Like, why would I take a car when I couldn't ride a horse? Like, no one questions that. It's just, That's just how society is. Uh, it makes it much harder to, to question things like that.
2: If I was a horse, that'd be terrible. Yeah, you would be an awful horse. I mean, people would try to ride me, and it'd be like, I'm not enough, I'm not strong enough to support their weight that long. Like, maybe for like, a, like an hour or something, but then my back would break, and I don't know. It wouldn't work out very well. Hey, Pepin. Hey, meter. I've been thinking a lot about comic books lately. Do you like comic
1: books? More into manga, but yeah, pretty much. Okay, so there's a great store online. It's called ComicHunter.net. They have comics, they have mangas, they have graphic novels, they have Magic the Gathering. Pretty much anything you can think of that's super nerdy, they have it.
2: That sounds pretty cool, and this is a website I can order from? Absolutely. We may
1: be in America, and they're based out of Moncton, which is in Atlantic Canada, but you can still purchase online. Ooh, and ComicHunter.net? Absolutely. If you ever happen to be in Moncton, you can check out the store. They have Magic the Gathering right there in the store. They have Dungeons and Dragons. They have graphic novels. They have used comic books uh, and all things at, at a cheap, cheap price. Definitely suggest checking them out. And Matt Sorets there, too. Matt Surratt? Absolutely. I definitely suggest checking them out. Where again? ComicHunter.net. ComicHunter.net. ComicHunter, where heroes come to play. Speaking of riding Nate like a horse, that reminds me of my regret. Bed wrestling? My regret was not bed wrestling. It was not looking at porn sooner. Um. Huh? So okay. when I, when when I was growing up, um, like porn would would pop up like once in a while, right? Like in in your life, and this is pre pre being on the internet all the time, like it is nowadays. Uh, I remember going over to my buddy's house, and um, his mom wasn't home, and uh we were on the computer playing like some stupid flash game, and then. He decides randomly, oh, I want to look up porn about this. And we were playing like a Pokemon Flash game. So he started looking up Pokemon porn. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I'm, I shouldn't be watching. I shouldn't be looking at this. So like I went in the other room and played PlayStation instead of like joining him watching porn, which would have been awkward anyway. But like as a kid, as like a little kid, like it's not as awkward. You, you learn things together a lot of times. Mm. Uh, and then the next time that, that porn was really introduced was... Um, uh, another buddy of mine, his parents were gone and he's like, Oh, I know where my dad keeps all his porn. So we went up into his dad's room and he had like magazines and like, uh, a videotape was already in the, in the player. So he just like pressed play. He's like, I remember right. The time code that it was stopped at so I can rewind it. So he never knows I watch it. And like, he started watch, watching it and like flipping through the magazines. And like, I looked at the magazine for a second. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I dropped it and I walked out and I didn't, didn't participate in that at all.
2: Is that the friend we have in common? Yes. The one we told. Uh, yes. Okay, because the same thing I think happened. You were, I think you were there. I don't know. I well, think I, me and you might have both walked out and been like, "No, I'm not interested." Well, I feel like there's a separate occasion that happened to me. I, I'm pretty, the first time that happened to me with him, it was alone, with uh-huh. with him. And uh, for years, I've been wondering what 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 does a girl have like on her boobs? Like what what's what's under the bra? And uh, uh, he showed me like a like a thing like a magazine thing. And I was like, wow, that's obvious.
1: <laughs> it's obvious. I, I should have imagined that. And yeah, I'm still interested. I want to see all of them.
2: <laughs> but sorry, I interrupted you. Go on. No,
1: no, by all means. Uh, so like, I I just was never like interested in, in looking at porn. I always thought this was something that I shouldn't be doing. This is, this is wrong. Um, until like junior year of high school and uh we had the internet and I was just looking at like just pictures just like google images or something or like some sketchy website where it just shows like naked women and um I guess my brother saw I was on like a I was like in the kitchen like at the kitchen computer and my brothers were in the other were in the living room right next to me and I guess one of my brothers saw and told my mom and my mom had to have a talk with me and be like It's fine that you watch that you're looking at that stuff. It's totally normal. I don't want this to be weird. I know this is really weird. This is weird for me too. But just do it in private. Don't do it in front of your brothers, because that's not that's not the right thing to do. And I was like mortified, so (laughs) But like I, I didn't get introduced to like anything like like sexual until like I was already like 17 years old. So like, I feel like that was really late for you to be learning that, and then of course we all know what happened the first time I had sex. Like I feel like that could have been avoided.
2: But by... I could
1: have not gotten a concussion my first time having sex.
2: What have? Are you saying you would have like learned some technique from porn? <laughs> oh,
1: I would have at least known what I was doing, and like, but like I had never watched. I never like watched people having sex. Before I had sex
2: so so hold on a second so people say a lot, a lot of people say the issue with society nowadays with sex is that people take too many lessons from porn mm-hmm. the issue you had is you didn't take any I
1: didn't take I didn't even <laughs> look at porn oh
3: my.
1: I don't know if I had ever seen a vagina oh I don't think I, I don't think I looked at her vagina when we were having sex I was like oh I'm not supposed to look there like <laughs> Like, that's just, no, that's her personal space.
3: <laughs> Wait, so...
1: If it wasn't for teenage hormones, I never would have had sex.
3: Your sex ed class, you didn't have a picture of, like, the, the vagina and the the male and female parts, and you didn't have to write out the names of each section and what they do and this and that?
1: No.
2: Nate, what was sex ed? Uh, no, we, we did that. We did that in... Are you sure? Yeah, health, health. uh... Not health two, but health one we took together. And, uh, I saw the... the. Uh, maybe that's health two, I think. What we, teacher was that? I don't even remember taking a health class. No, I'm wrong. Gold? We, we took health together, but in health, we actually didn't... Okay, so there's health one, which was required, and then health two was required. We took health one together, and, uh, remember Amber... I remember that was the one with Kaya, right? Where we did that the animation with yeah, Kaya, suicide prevention.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think we talked about sex. No, we didn't. We well, talked about like we had to play songs that were about relationships and breakups. And yeah, yeah, you're right. It's and but, we did suicide prevention, and I think we did
2: a thing on drugs, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. There's nothing about sex in there. Uh, I mean, no, nothing too explicit. Uh, the teacher made a joke like, "Oh, you can't do anything about you can't you can't have sex until uh, you complete this class." And then uh, uh, someone said to me, sorry, Pepin. And then Amber was like, "As if you get any. And the whole class was like, oh. like
1: <laughs> In high school?
2: <laughs> yeah, because
1: everybody was fucking in high school.
2: <laughs> 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 well, that, that, was a, that was a joke. You I' must I, have been mortified. I guess it was a gay joke, too, because uh, the guy is the guy that said it to me. And he's like, sorry, Peppin, we can't. And then, I, I don't know. It was, it, was a, it was a weird joke. But I was like, oh. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's such a Pevin
2: response. <laughs> I the joke didn't really work logically. <laughs> if your jokes aren't
1: logical, Peppin's not laughing.
2: <laughs> well, it's like, oh, like, I'm sorry, we're not going to have sex anymore. Yeah, as if you have sex. Oh, yeah, it, it was just established. We, 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 we <laughs> <laughs> that was just established. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's a funny moment. But yeah, yeah, we had. I don't think we did too much in that one. But then there's health too, which maybe you got out of somehow. Mm, I don't think so. I think I took health too. But uh, in that one, maybe it's a different teacher as well. I remember having to learn all of the anatomy, and I saw it mostly memorized the uterus, the clitoris, the anorelia, labia? I don't remember ever learning anatomy. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much what B said. Like, uh, you you had that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, it was required. We had to write down what each uh, item is and then what its function was sexually, and then also depending on which health teacher you had. If you had Big M, then you also could list and make songs and about like pleasurable. Uses and things. She really got into it. She said, "We have to do this. We got to do this. Let's do it, Bull on. Nothing's off. We're just gonna be like adults about it." But anything you have questions on, let's get it out there. So we we went all out with Big M, and then <laughs> Mister Savage was always red face and would go uh 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 and never know what to do, but he would try to push through and It was just really awkward.
2: So, if you had watched porn, your life would have been different. The sex with that girl would have been great.
1: Think of how much smarter I'd be if I hadn't gotten a concussion.
2: <laughs> oh, this is okay. That's the best point. Yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm on board with this whole the whole idea now. Sexual concussions. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new fetish. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Wait a second. You no. fucked the girl so hard you got a concussion. <laughs> n- n- no. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my hand hurts so bad from all those
1: high fives. Let me tell you. Call, pulled me over. It's like, hey, I just fucked a girl out in the car. Oh, you're not. That's against the law. I got a concussion. I fucked her so hard. All right.
2: <laughs> high five. Oh Go on your way. Uh, sir, you know your window's cracked. <laughs> <laughs> like, so's my skull because I fucked
1: her so hard. <laughs> oh man misrepresentation uh, it's called it's, it's called <laughs> using your head <coughs> and now we know oh boy <laughs> if only i had watched porn earlier
2: see for me it's like maybe i should have like not watched it until i was like 20 because there's like stuff is like uh, you don't quite understand like uh like, I, what I would do is I didn't really know any porn sites. Just I was, like, 13 or something. And, uh, you know, the friend that uh, showed you the videos, he showed me some stuff. And I was avoiding it for a while. But then it's like, okay, I might as well become a man now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't know really where, where to go. So I just followed pop-up links. Like, on you know, so you go to random sites and pop-up links would happen. And so i go from pop-up to pop-up to pop-up. And just like see what I could see, like what was there, and this was like six, 56k modem. That's a dangerous, dangerous rabbit hole, mm. for lack of a better term. And I, I want to be like uh, sensitive when I when I say this, but uh, I, I used the porn term. So I, I saw this like there's this whole big page with uh, starring like, all the shemale type stuff, and like I didn't understand any of that. Like it's going it's gonna sound bad. I was very confused. I'm like. I didn't know that was possible. Mm. Are there people out there like that? Is this born naturally? I didn't, didn't, like, I I didn't, like, I didn't understand what that was until I was like, uh, maybe 20. Like...
1: The most confusing thing for me was Rocket Power Porn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's still out there. That, That was
1: Flash animation, right? Yep. Of that one episode of Rocket Power where he tries to do a super trick and he lands it once because his neighbor runs over a tennis ball. (laughs) And it hits him while in the air and that allows him to get the the trajectory correction he needs to land the trick. And the guy on the, Sam on the computer is able to map it out and he's like, oh, it's because of this. But then they made a porn episode of that. That is like the loose, (laughs) the loose
2: idea behind it. Oh, man. Was that on accident? So what happened with that is there was a site called Face Punch I used to browse. And then later, Steve browsed it because he found it to be interesting. And there was a video section, and uh, sometimes there'd be, like, NSFW videos. And this was actually on YouTube. And it had a lot of good ratings, a lot of funny ratings, a lot of, like, what-the-fuck ratings. So I'm like, okay, I'll check this out. We'll, let's see. We'll, we'll see what this is about. And I was mortified. So uh, I had Steve come over, and I watched it with Steve. And that was a very confusing time. Like we, we. we, we I think we laughed, but it was, it was like a very uncomfortable laughter. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was fucked too, literally. Sam was Sam was the best in, in that whole thing. You remember this way better than I do. I guarantee that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you have it. Say you have it as one of your bookmarks, don't you? Uh, well, no, but I, I, so here's an important thing: if you have like some kind of fucked up thing, like that you don't want to bookmark because you're afraid someone might hack into your computer and know, just you know, find it and then. Find the terms in Google, like the exact search terms like rocket power porn Sam huge dick like something like that and something that you will get you you know first click on the results right that's what you do so so bookmarking it just know what to type oh and then I'm feeling lucky uh actually does that still exist I don't know probably
3: yeah I think it does
2: but yeah yes. Yeah, so, so that that's that's a superpower tip right there. That's a
1: rocket power tip. Wait. Rocket power tip? There's no right way to say that anymore. Nope. That's a power tip.
2: Now, my regret was in schooling. Steve's regret was in porn. Schooling. B's regret? Hmm. We'll find out next week on We Need to Talk.
0: Innovative Hybrid Wrestling has always referred to their wrestlers as megastars and now is encouraging fans across the Maritimes to become megastars as well. But fans don't need to worry about stepping into the ring with the monster Brody Steele. The promotion is looking for donations to help raise money for the annual Christmas Daddies Telethon. A maritime tradition since 1964, Christmas Daddies helped less fortunate families in the Atlantic provinces to have a better Christmas. At all IHW events in 2017, IHW will raise funds for Christmas Daddies with a goal of raising $5,000 to become a silver sponsor and present the check at the Telethon in December. We hope that you will become an IHW megastar to help everybody have an enjoyable Christmas. This has been a TPC Network podcast. For more shows like this, go to tpcnetwork.com/podcasts.